Hello, and welcome back to Trinus Magnus Jab's Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and I've got a new job. But before I get into that, I need to say that Trinus Magnus Jab's Reality is just a little bit different from Trinus Magnus Punch's Reality, inasmuch as Trinus Magnus Jab's Reality is an irregular fixture of my show. It's basically intended to talk about stuff that is maybe a little bit too timely, or maybe it's a little bit too off-topic, or it's a little too something or other to really fit snugly into the format for which I have envisioned Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. So, anyway. This is not necessarily breaking news to any of you, but... You never know which episode might be somebody's first, so there you go. There's your preamble. Anyway, so I got a new job. At the time that I record this, I started my new job one week and one day ago. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, But Magnus, but Magnus, I never even knew that you were out of work in the first place. And there's a reason for that. That's because I didn't exactly make it known that I was unemployed. As is my right. But, nevertheless, it does need need to be said that yes, there was a point there when I was out of work. So, you might ask, what exactly is it that happened? Well, it's actually rather simple. It really does come down to corporate politics. And basically, well, I'm just, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm not going to name names, but basically there's just this real evil son of a bitch who worked at my old company. And honestly, I mean, I got to tell you, going to work at this, at this company, it kind of, it made me think that, you know, this had to, this has got to be what the Bronze Age Clark Kent was going through whenever he looked around his workplace and he saw all these people that he went to high school with and wondered, he probably wondered to himself off panel, you know, what the fuck happened? You know, well, that's kind of the position in which I found myself because at this place that I used to work, guys, I shit the negative. Like, three people that I went to high school with all worked in this office. Now, I went to school in a very small suburb of a very large city, the fourth largest city in the United States. And in terms of its landmass, it's actually bigger than than some entire states. So the odds of going to going to work with anybody that I knew back in high school, much less 3 of them. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not so unlikely just because this was such a tech-oriented workplace. This was a call center. And I'll probably come back to this before too long, but it was basically a call center for a web hosting company. But anyway, basically, there is this real evil son of a bitch who worked there. And I actually knew him back in high school. And, you know, the guy was kind of a... Everybody talked about the guy behind his back like he was just the biggest prick in the entire world. And that just really was not my experience with this guy. We're just going to call him 
Harvey, you know, which is not his name, but I don't want him to hear this and realize that I'm, in fact, talking about him and what a son of a bitch he is. So I'm just going to call him Harvey. So in the unlikely event that he's listening to this, well, Harvey, this bud's for you, you fucking dick. But anyway, so Harvey, basically, this guy is, he was that, that pussy guy that would just find a way to make friends with all of the tough guys just because he didn't want to get kicked around by the tough guys. And so in order to head that off at the pass, it was like he was sort of like their court jester. You know, he was the guy that they kept around sort of as a punching bag. He was their bitch. And it was kind of an open fact that he was allowed past the velvet rope simply because he didn't mind being all but spat to his face, like spat upon to his face, you know? So that was the trade-off, you know? We won't fuck with you in a, in like a, like a noticeable way all that often. In exchange, we'll fuck with you a lot, just in small ways, you know? So he was just, he was that guy, you know? And so that's, you know, he was that prick back in high school. And that's the guy, that's pretty much the prick that he grew up to be. So I guess points for consistency there. And so anyway, he was buddy-buddy with, you know, some some of the higher-ups at the company. And anyway, so basically he just, I guess, exercised some of his influence. And he would keep people from advancing and getting promotions and stuff at the company, you know? And when it was... When people saw me, like... I guess palling around with this guy, like people warned me, you know, it's like, Hey, this guy doesn't have friends. Okay. He has allies and he has enemies. There is no third category and he's actively working on eliminating that second, you know, and that's just something to be aware of. And I defended the guy, you know, I said, Oh, that's not Harvey. That's not what he's like at all. Harvey, you know, you, you, you can be friends with Harvey. He's a good guy. No, he's not. He's a fucking prick. Okay, I wish there was a nice way to say it. I wish there was a nice PC, G-rated way for me to tell you what just a fucking douchebag this guy is. But there's not. The guy's just a prick, okay? So, anyway, like I say, he exercised some of his uh, some of his influence. One thing led to another. And next thing you know, I found myself unemployed. So, it started up a new job and you know guys like I say I mean I've been at this new job for a week and a day now and so it's not like I've got tons of experience around here but one of the things that kind of stood out to me just this early on in the process is the fact that when when I finish up work every day yeah I'm tired I'm exhausted I just want to be left the fuck alone by everybody in the entire world. I just, I just want to basically come home, eat dinner, go to bed, and just forget, you know? But moving away from that stuff, guys, the job that I have now, and I'm not going to be specific about it, but the job that I have now, it's honest, you know? And when I really started thinking back at it, you know, there is... 
not very much on my resume in terms of like recent employment history where I'm really proud of the work that I that I do. I mean, I've talked about it a few times on this show that for a period there of like eight or nine years, I worked from home for this crazy son of a bitch who lives in New York City. And honestly, guys, my my job when I worked there, my I guess my task was pretty much to be a professional asshole. You know, that was my job. You know, the boss needed something. And so it was my job to basically get that thing done. You know, whatever it is, you know, whether it's purchasing or if I'm doing sales or just fucking whatever. My job is basically to be a professional asshole, you know, and it's kind of hard to be proud of the fact that you're an asshole really at all, but certainly that you're an asshole for a living, you know, like this is what you do for money. All right. This is how you pay rent. You're an asshole, you know, and it's, it's just not something that you can hold your head high up about, you know, it's, it's just not. And so there's that. And then you start getting into this company that I worked at with Harvey. Like I say, it's a, uh, it's a call center. And I'm not going to get specific about this place either, except to say that it's a call center, but it's also a web hosting company. And so right there, that may give away where I worked, but maybe not. But anyway, so my job there was basically tech support. Now, on paper, my job was basically to fix problems. You know, that's what I was there to do. Somebody's website is broken. I help them fix it. And so it seems like it's a relatively straightforward proposition. And indeed it was most days, right? I would say that for the majority of calls or for the majority of chats that I took, it pretty much was as simple as I've just described it. Somebody's website is fucked and my job is to unfuck it, right? But there are downsides to any job, you know? If you're a cop, it's a legitimate occupational hazard that you might get shot at. I'm not trying to make excuses for all the drama and stuff that's going on right now. I'm just saying that you have a job where, you know what? Somebody may decide they want to shoot at you, you know? It's an occupational hazard, you know? If If you're an emergency medical guy, If you're an EMT, guys, it's a legitimate occupational hazard that, you know what? Somebody may attack you because they want the drug stash that's inside of your rig, all right? I've heard stories like that happening. It is possible, you know? If you're a firefighter, you know, it's totally feasible that you could run into a burning building and then the shit just collapses in on you, okay? It sucks. If if there was a way that I could change that, I would. But the way that things are right now, that's an occupational hazard if you're a firefighter, right? Well, as it was at this tech support company, well, it's, it's not a tech support company, this web hosting company for which I did tech support, an occupational hazard there was death threats, you know? We're talking like people from... I don't like just anywhere really like you could get some Yankee guy from friggin New England or something like that and he's talking about how he's gonna come kick your ass and everything and whatever I mean 
First off, I really can't imagine that somebody could get so mad at me that they're going to get in their car and drive for three days to come to Houston just to kick my ass and still be angry enough to do it by the time they get here. And you know what? If I ever piss somebody off that bad, maybe I deserve it. You know, either way, he's not getting it for free. I'm just saying, though, that if it ever came to that, well, maybe I deserve it. But then you also get death threats, though, from other parts of the world. And guys, I'm not talking anymore about, you know, uh, re- you know, re- wannabe tough guy places like New York City. Okay, I'm not talking about that anymore. I'm talking like some really fucking scary places in the world, like Sudan or something like that. You know, you'll get some guy in chat who basically he'll say, hey, I know where you work. I've seen it. Okay, I'm going to blow your fucking building up, you know, now. There's this, there's a sense in which, you know what, I recognize the fact that from a cultural standpoint, if you want to get what you want in a, in a negotiation in the Middle East, well, threaten to crack somebody's skull open, you know, that is a legitimate negotiation tactic. You know how here in America, if you're negotiating for something that you want, you might say, hey, dude. You're going to sell it to me at the price that I want, or I'm going to go up the street and buy it from this other guy, right? That's a negotiation tactic here in America. Maybe you're telling the truth. Maybe you're lying through your teeth, but nevertheless, that's the script, right? It's a negotiation tactic, nothing more, right? Nothing less, but nothing more, right? Well, in the Middle East, if you don't like the cut of somebody's jib or you don't like the way that they're talking to you or just fucking whatever... Well, threaten to crack his head open. That might do the trick. And so I recognize the fact that, you know what, this could have just been him, or not just him, it didn't happen just one time, but that could just be these people exercising a completely culturally acceptable, by their standards, negotiation tactic. That could be what it is. But maybe not. Maybe this guy really is pissed off enough in that moment And you know what? Yeah, he really does want to blow me up, you know? Who can say? You know? And it's not like I was really in fear of my life. Although, it does need to be said that this company, this web hosting company, is by far the most exciting place to work that I have ever been to. Ever been to. Right? Because there are so many ways to die on the job around there that you'd almost think that we were all like extreme athletes or 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 cops or something because the amount of danger that is facing you at any given moment it's way out of proportion or so i would have thought to what should be a fairly routine office worker bee type job right such would have been my assumption for example one night because this is a 24-7 company, one night, one of the network admins, this was a systems admin, he went outside on his break and he wanted to just smoke and uh, futz around on his phone for a while, right? Very common leisurely pursuit around there. This I do affirm. But he went out there one night and hanging around in that little overhang, which kind of served as a makeshift smoking section, Hanging around underneath the overhang was this homeless guy who was surrounded. I shit thee not. 
fucking surrounded by empty beer cans. He'd basically gotten himself a case of beer somehow and just found a found a spot, sat down, and just started blitzing his way through this entire case of beer. And unfortunately for everybody concerned, the place where he found himself a, a bench to sit down happened to be right in front of this web hosting company, right? So one thing led to another. The homeless man demanded that the network admin give him 10 bucks. Network admin told him go fuck himself. And then they were off to the races. The homeless guy chased the systems admin back inside. And the homeless guy said, Hey, man, you think that glass door is going to stop me? It's not. I'm crashing through it. And fuck, that's what he did. He just started kicking away at this door. And, and keep in mind, I mean, this you, you guys have seen doors like this, I'm sure, where it's mostly metal or it's mostly wood or fucking whatever. But it's got this huge pane of glass, like right in the center of it. Like this pane of glass is probably 80, 90% of the door itself. He kicks the glass out of the door, right? And he, and he, now he's inside the building, right? So the systems admin makes a run for it and he retreats to his work area, which I guess was going to be where he made his last stand. All the while he's calling 911 saying, hey guys, come save my ass. There's this crazy guy here who's trying to kill me, right? Well, this door, too, is, well, it's mostly glass, just like the other door. So how long do you think this door lasted? If you guessed not very long, (laughs) give yourself a prize. So anyway, I was in training at the time, so I just came into work one morning. I looked over and I saw that this, this glass door had been kicked out and wondered just what the fuck is going on and somebody related the very same story that I told you, that happened. And it's for that reason that the company hired some security agency or another to come and handle the uh, security force specifically to deal with problems like that should they arrive in the future. Or should they arise in the future, I should say. Forgive me, guys, it's Friday night and I'm just fucking, I'm tired. So, anyway... So there was one little adventure. Another time, some ramrod crashed his... He lost control of his truck and just crashed it through the building. And guys, in case it wasn't clear yet, this building, this, like, the physical structure of this building is mostly glass. And so it just doesn't take very much, you know? So he crashed into the receptionist's desk and would have killed her had she not been true to form and arrived late to work that day. So... Who would have thought that being tardy for work might save your life? Yeah, that happened. This other time, I went to a conference at the Galleria. And while I was there, the fucking office building caught on fire. I mean, guys, all of this stuff happened inside of one year, okay? It happened. This is the most exciting place to work that I personally know about. That's not like an actual dangerous profession, you know? Just crazy shit like that would happen, like all the time, you know? This other time, like somebody had a meltdown, like right there on the the floor and tried to uh, start a fight with somebody else over, I don't even fucking know what. And, you know, this big shoving match ensued and, you know, one person got got punched on the nose or something like that. You know, I didn't really get all that good a look at what happened, but I'm just saying like crazy shit like that would happen, like all the time, you know? And anyway, it's just, I thought it was really weird. Another 
unexpected occupational hazard, though, this is the one that really took a toll on me. I call this the scumbag effect, right? And guys, it's, it's kind of pop wisdom for people to say that porn drives the internet, you know? It's, it's, fuck, it's almost a cliche at this point, you know? But it's, it's true, you know? That is a major part of e-commerce, you know? And so that means it's also a major part of web hosting, right? And there, there is a definite ugly dark side to that. And a good example of what I mean is, guys, this is the first call that I took, okay? I'm not talking after I've taken a thousand calls or a thousand chats or anything like that. I mean, this is the first fucking call that I took, right? I was still in training at the time. That's how prevalent this stuff is. You know, the first friggin' call was this just fucking pervert, right? And basically, the shtick of it was this, right? A pretty familiar script overall. You know, like the particulars are definitely unique. But the big picture, basically, the website usage was way out of proportion to what this particular level of service is guaranteed. And so because of that, that exceeded our terms of service. The site came down, and so the customer called because friggin' they wanted their site back up online, right? And so I was just trying to, you know, get an understanding of all of this. And guys, in case it wasn't obvious, I mean, I'm kind of a talker. Shit, I love to talk. I just talk all day. Talk, 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 talk. You know, I mean, I, I can talk about anything to anybody, you know? This job was kind of... It was a good match for me in that sense, you know, because I can just run my fucking mouth, you know? It's the whole reason I started a podcast, right? So, anyway, so I made the mistake of asking the customer, you know, what kind of site do you run? You know, thinking that, that's got to be a, a good way to, to, to get the customer talking, you know? And then I found out what kind of site this is, right? And basically... It's almost like a human consumer review, right? Basically, the shtick of it goes like so. Customer goes out, if you catch my meaning, finds a new friend, brings this person home, and you can just you can imagine where it goes from there. And then after that, writes up a little consumer review about what the overall experience was like. You know, uh, she would... Basically, she would describe, you know, like, what was the atmosphere of it like, you know? Um, how hard did he fuck her, you know? What what did his cum taste like? You know, stuff like that, you know? And this whole time, I'm just sitting here, I'm listening to this sick fuck just sit there, talk about her website, describing this stuff, and I'm thinking, this is really sick, you know? And she was, this was the part that just really just freaked me out, was just, she was so matter-of-fact about it. You know, she's like, oh, well, this is what I do. And it's like, I'm like, this is fucked up. You know, I mean, guys, my life does not intersect with that kind of stuff at all. You know, and anyway, I mean, it's like, so, you know, you deal with people like that, you know, or, or here was another misadventure. You know, this other guy called me up one time, this, this fucking scumbag up in New York, and he ran an escort service. Now, guys, I don't know much, but I know this. I will never run an escort service, okay? 
If you ever hear about me running an escort service, honest employment did not work out. A life of fucking crime did not work out. And so the only way that I can make a living is by starting an escort service. Those are the stakes that I'd have to be playing for, okay? But this guy, he not only ran an escort service, he seemed a little too into the fact that, yes, he in fact operated an escort service, you know? And yeah, so just having to talk to this son of a bitch. I mean, you know, we've all had that experience in life of talking to this guy that you just don't believe a word that's coming out of his mouth. You know, I mean, you could just imagine, you, you know, you go out to lunch with a guy like this, the waitress comes out and she says, so what do you want to drink? And so he answers, I don't know, iced tea. I, I want to drink iced tea. And you're thinking to yourself, my God, this man is lying, you know? And anyway, so fucking scumbag like that, you know, I had to t having to talk to scumbags like that or, or uh, let me think, what's another? Yeah, here's another one. You guys have heard of it, right? There's an entire genre out there dedicated to stuff like this, but this is like, they call it revenge porn, right? Basically, a girl gets together with her boyfriend. You can imagine what happens, and, you know, they decide, you know what, we're going to make a video of it. Won't that just be sexy? And, well, I guess one day there's trouble in paradise, and so they go their separate ways, and as one last fuck you, one party or the other will release the sex video without the other person's permission specifically to humiliate right well i had the misfortune of talking to some son of a bitch who ran a site like that and i'm supposed to sympathize with the guy because his website got taken down because his usage far exceeded our terms of service and i'm thinking you know what good i'm glad you sick fuck this is i mean look this is no less than what the guy deserves you shouldn't have websites like this but the fucking guy does, and my company profits off it, and so, hey, it's all okay. You know, and here's the point, okay? You deal with the fucking scumbags of society, and it's really hard, obviously it's hard, to sit here and talk about these kinds of stories in a way that makes you feel proud. You know, a way that you can hold your head up high. You know, it's just, God, it's, it's just so cheap you know and that is i mean look it's a living and you know i mean that was the job that i was able to get so fucking i took it but if this was you know this was not a job that i was really oh look i was sad to lose it don't get me wrong i mean because it kind of sucks when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from or for that matter this shit economy that we live in if there's even going to be another paycheck you know so you know that part of it definitely sucks but you know, the upside of it is, you know, dude, now you don't have to talk to all all the terrorists and the weirdos and the freaks and the fucking perverts and the, the, the scumbags and these fucking weirdos and stuff. You know, you don't have to talk to those people anymore. And it's so hard to feel bad about that, you know? So I was, you know, I, I mean, I was sorry to leave, but at the same time, I wasn't sorry to go. Does that make sense? So anyway, and so I got this new job, right? And the job that I do now, it's 100% safe, it's 100% honest, and it's 100% legal, you know? And the other jobs that I had, the two that I talked about, yeah, those jobs are legal, and I, I, they're kind of 
honest, and they're safe depending on how you define such a term, you know, but guys, this isn't anything to be proud of, you know? How do you, how can you be proud of being an asshole for a living, you know? How are you supposed to be proud of that? Or you, you, you talk to perverts on a fucking daily basis, you know? How are you supposed to be proud of that, you know? But the, the work that I do now, it's 100% safe, it's 100% legal, it's 100% honest. Society is better because I do my job, you know? And it's been so long since I've had a job like this, you know? And it just feels good. That's the point. It feels good to, to know that I'm genuinely helping somebody. Now, we can debate amongst ourselves, you know, how much do these people, you know, how much do they really deserve being helped? But number one, they're entitled to justice too, you know? And number two, you know, it's not like I'm helping them. First off, I don't even know if any of them are even dishonest. Maybe, you know, I don't even know these people. They're, they're total fucking strangers. I know their names. That's it. That's all I know, you know? And so, you know, I'm basically helping them get money back that they shouldn't have had taken from them in the first place, you know? That's an inherently noble thing. That's an inherently honorable thing. You know, you're giving some somebody back that which is rightfully theirs to begin with, you know? So it just, it feels so good, you know, to know that what you're doing is honest. You know, because guys, you know, I hate to channel Kevin Smith here or anything, but you know, guys, he's kind of famous for saying, and it's, it's fucking true, this is the point, He's kind of famous for saying that there are all kinds of ways to make money. You can go down to the bus stop and suck people's dicks for money. That doesn't mean it's to be done, but you could do it. You can make money slinging drugs. That doesn't mean it's to be done, but you could do it. You can make money that way, you know? Or you can sell guns to elementary school kids. That doesn't mean it's to be done, but you can do it, you know? And to do something that is 100% safe, 100% legal, 100% honest. Guys, there's just, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in the world to know that what you're doing is completely above board, it's completely honorable, it's completely noble, and you know what? Fucking, you're helping people, you know? You're helping. Even if it's in a small way, you're helping them, you know? And I'm not trying to beat this thing to death, but guys, it needs to be said that, you know, it's been so long since I've been able to say this, you know, and it's just, it's kind of nice. It's nice to be able to say this now. It's nice to come home and be exhausted because I did something good, pure, noble, honorable with my time, you know? And a lot of you, you live in this world already. So I don't think you, maybe you're not getting the full effect of it here. But for those of you who maybe you have to do work that it is 100% legal and it is 100% honest, but you're not really proud of what you do, well, I'd like to think that maybe there's some part of the audience, you listeners out there, that you can relate to this. You know, you know where I'm coming from here, where it would you would love to be able to, to come home from work every day and eat eat dinner and and uh, bullshit with your kids or just, you know, fucking whatever you've got going on. Knowing that society is better for the fact that you went to work today. 
that you did your work, you know? There's something for that, guys, and anyway, it's just, it's not every day that I get to feel this way, you know? And so, because of the fact that this is a sort of novel experience, you know, it just, it, I wanted to put all of this out there. There is another dimension to all of this, though, that I need to bring up. And that is, guys, I honestly don't know what effect this is going to have on Trinus Magnus Punch's reality going forward. And the reason for that is because the schedule that I keep now is, you know, it's a pretty conventional work schedule as these things go. But it's going to ramp up in the weeks to come. And so by the time all this is over... Guys, I really don't know what is going to happen with my show. Now, the good news is I'm guessing this is only going to affect Trinus Magnus Punch's reality in the short term. And that if it affects Trinus Magnus Punch's reality at all. And it may not. It may very well be that you guys won't even know the difference. But there is a very real possibility that this could have a very serious impact on this show and you know the release schedule or for that matter what specifically gets released because there's stuff that I've got planned that now I may not actually have time to record you know so some things may be actually a little bit fucked up you know or maybe I'll say that hey I'm gonna have so and so on the show whoops I guess not because you know hey I wasn't able to actually get that person on the show after all or at least we weren't able to get our... I wasn't able to get my new schedule synced up with his exist, existing schedule or her existing schedule or whoever, you know, or whatever's going on. So guys, what I ask and all I ask is that you, you just you keep in mind that my work schedule, it's already kind of hectic as it is. It doesn't look like it's going to be getting any better anytime soon. In fact, if anything, it may actually be getting a lot worse. So just keep that in mind. Bear with me. I'm going to keep this show weekly. That much you can be sure of. But, you know, how smooth is all of this going to be? Guys, I don't know. You know, there's no way for me to know. So my commitment to you, and as it has been from, the day, from day one, is that I'm going to bust my ass to make sure that there's a new episode of my show every week. And in relation to that, there's really not much chance of this show not hitting a weekly release schedule. So at least there's that. But in terms of the exact things that get released, you know, will I be able to keep my eight episode structure? Guys, it may be that, you know, my my episodes with Chris Honeywell get completely derailed. If, if only in the short term. You know, maybe the long term, but possibly just in the short term. I don't know. So all I ask is that you just you bear with me. I'm going to do my best. And at the end of the day, if you're completely unsatisfied, a refund for all money spent on Trinus Magnus Punch's reality is on the way. <laughs> so anyway, that's basically what's going on right now. So like I say, not a big deal, but it's just it, it's stuff that I want you guys to be aware of. And forgive me for going on so long about this, but guys... This really is a novel experience for me. I, was, I wanted to get all of this off my chest. And so that is basically it for me right now. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go order a pizza.